One of my desires as a pastor is that each and every one of us would walk in God's power and plan for your life right now. God doesn't live in time and space. God is eternal. Everything in God's world is now. He doesn't have yesterday. He doesn't have tomorrow. He only has now. He sees everything. He's the beginning and the end. What does that look like in our life? This is the Now Principle with Pastor Chris Gleason, lead pastor of Revolution, a four-square church that meets in Harvard Square, Cambridge, Mass. Join us today as we step into the Now Principle with Pastor Chris, where we ask the question, what will you let God do right now? Who's God's people? We are. Some of you, I know, are probably, you know, going, well, what is fasting really about? It's choosing to set a time for spiritual breakthrough, to make a sacrifice to see God work in our life. Again, oftentimes it it is taking and, and pulling food or drink or whatever out of our life. But whatever has a place in your life that takes up a huge part of your daily practice, you can choose to deny yourself and to sacrifice it and then replace that time. Because again, you could fast from all, not even from every meal and then just be busy doing whatever. Oh, sweet, I got more time to study. Or I'll just work through my lunch hour. No, we have to choose to replace that time seeking God. And there are some of you that for health reasons, you're not able to fast in certain ways. Don't feel any guilt from that. We want you to be healthy. We send out to all of you the fasting guidelines. We've got some here. I mean, you need to do it healthily. If God asks you to do something, then make sure that you can do that. If you feel like God tells you to go 40 days without drinking, come and talk to me. I don't think that's probably God. There's lots of ways in which you can fast. But I want, I want to, uh, could, we, could we hand these cards out? I want to actually, I want to spend the next few minutes, I want to, I want to pray. Because on here it says, breakthroughs I'm believing God for in my life, my family, my friends. What would God have you believe for? See, some of you go, well, man, that's too big. I mean, there's no way that person would come to know Jesus. How do you know? How do you know? Is there anyone beyond the hand of God? Some of you have been struggling with something for years in your life, and you think, yeah, I've prayed about it, I've done this, I've done that. Yeah, but maybe... We can believe, God, that this is the time it's done for good. That the enemy who is a liar will be shut up for good. Just as Jesus says, it will say, it is written. And we'll put the word of God back at him because the word of God is truth that breaks down every lie. I'm going to pray right now, and, and then I'm going to ask that you would, you know, and you may not fully fill this out now, but just if there's some things stirring in you, that you write them down. This is just for you. You're not going to give this to us. This is between you and God. You can share it with other people if it's, you feel you're supposed to. But Lord God, Lord, I, I believe 
that God, this week, supernatural things will happen in our lives. That God, as we choose to deny our flesh, that's contrary to our spirit, as it said in Galatians, that what the flesh wants, the spirit doesn't want. What the spirit wants, the flesh doesn't want. But when we walk according to the spirit, we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And so God, even this week, as we choose to deny ourselves, to honor our spirit, to engage you in a way and at a depth that maybe we've never done before, to believe you, God, that this is a week of breakthrough in our lives, in the life of our families, in the life of our friends, that that's the kind of fast you call us to, Lord. That's what it says here in Isaiah, and we believe it. And so, God, as we choose to engage, we're going to engage the enemy in battle this week, understanding that he's going to come after us. But as long as we walk in the Spirit, he's got nothing. He's got a shotgun with blanks. He can shoot at us, but it means nothing because we stand. We've done everything, we'll stand. Not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Lord, we'll gather together to uphold one another, to pray together, to encourage one another. God, that we can believe for breakthrough this week. And Lord, that it will be the beginning. Lord, it'll be like the beginning of a tidal wave. The Lord, your spirit will begin to run through our lives in a way that will just eradicate and eliminate everything that's not you. God, that only the things of your hand, the things of your spirit will survive. You'll be like a mighty rushing wind. You'll separate the wheat from the shaft that, Lord, it will be blown away. May it be today even so, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. I would encourage you, again, I mean, this is between you and God, but I would encourage you to share it with somebody to be praying with you, to be standing with you. Because we can just go, okay, yeah, that sounds nice. And just go through another week. How many of us know a week goes like that? I mean, our our daughter is almost six weeks old already. I'm like, wow, how's that possible? A week goes by like that. But if we engage in the things that God has for us, a week can change eternity. Praise God. Imagine of us standing today believing for things to be broken in people's lives that they come to know Jesus. Is there any greater thing? Things that have held us or family or friends in bondage are broken? I asked uh, my wife if she would come. You know, Pastor Ishtar hasn't been here for a while, so one, I want her just to share a little bit. She's been spending time, you know, in God's Word and praying. It was actually her that really felt uh, several weeks ago that God was calling us to go on a fast. And as I was praying and, and uh, you know, standing in the Word, I, I was like, yes, you're right. And, and, and there's some things God's been stirring in her, and I wanted her to share just a little bit of that, that, that you would be encouraged. Because one thing that if you, if you haven't really, you probably just heard my wife earlier if you hadn't, but she has a lot of passion. And, and it comes from the depth of who she is. She doesn't make it up. She doesn't stir it up. But I wanted her to share just a little bit of some of the things that God has been uh, stirring in her. And I'm going to take our little daughter here. Yeah, if you haven't seen... Uh, oh, she's 
It's okay. Have any of you all played the game um, Red Rover when you were younger? Right? <laughs> but you wouldn't let me in, right? Right? That that's not the game. <laughs> so when you when you when you when you're playing that, and it's so funny with like with childhood things and. Um, even with certain songs, we'll start singing a song and then we're in the middle. We're like, we can't sing this, you know, because it's like crazy, you know, like the London bridge is falling down. And, (laughs) but even with, with that, um, that's, that's almost like when, when we think about, uh, when we use words like standing in the gap and we use a lot of, well, what it is, it's, um, it's the language of intercession. And what does it mean to stand in the gap? And one scripture verse that really, um, I don't know, it's a life verse of me because Pastor Chris is always talking about what's your life verse. That, and even the summer when we had our um, retreat, we ask people to talk about their life verses. What are the verses that really resonate with you, that, that shape you with how you, see, how you see the world and how you want to walk? And for me, it comes out of Ezekiel 22, um, 30. And it's when God says, if you take a look, look at it and you write it down. Because these are the things that in terms of when we talk about standing in the word of God, these next 21 days and what we're believing and what we're contending for in the faith. What are we, what are we fighting for? What, it, what is it that we want to see what happens? What pastor Chris was talking about was when God said, I look for someone among them who will build up a, build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land. So I would not have to destroy it. And the part that really gets me is when he says that, he found no one. Not one person. He found no one. And so when we talk about standing in the gap, it's the Hebrew word for parrots. And it means to make a breach and cause to break away. That's what gap means. A breach is a place where there is an infraction of the law or a standard has occurred and that there has been a friendly break in relations. The thing about standing in the gap is that it's not a time about making friends. It's a time about contending. Because when the Israelites were building that wall, when Nehemiah was called to build that wall, and I mean, that's crazy in there because if you look at the beginning of the story, which um, around chapter 13, it says, chapter 13, verse 5, you have not gone up to the breaches in the wall to repair it for the people of Israel so that it will stand firm in the battle on the day of the Lord. What happens is, with that story, is dealing with Sanballat 
And Sanballat was egging on Nehemiah and the Israelites. And he was one man. And then he brought over his friend. And then there were two. Then there were three. Then there was a multitude. And the people of Israel were becoming discouraged because the wall, I mean, there seemed to be no progress being made on that wall. And if you go back and you take a look at it, which I would encourage you throughout the course of these 21 days to look at the book of Nehemiah. It is a picture of spiritual intercession. I don't know about you, but I am so tired of the enemy stealing, killing, and destroying. I'm so tired of when I look at my own personal family and I see the hurt, the pain, the devastation of unforgiveness, of bitterness, of things that have been passed down from generation to generation. I am so tired of seeing people being robbed of their destinies and of their passions. And I'm talking about just in my family. And that they don't have the faith in the, that they say that they do, but they're not walking it out. And I so desperately want to say, come over this way, let it go. But we let forgiveness and those, un, those sins, those hidden sins, and we see that in our lives, not just in our lives, but in our families' lives, in our parents' lives, in our brothers' and sisters' lives. There is no breakthrough. So this week, yeah, you know, I, 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 what I'm believing for is that supernaturally, supernaturally, God will move in our own personal lives for ourselves to, to, to break those things down so that we can focus on contending for those who we love and say that we care about so they will not rot in hell. I, personally, this week, Will I lay down my life for my mother? Will I lay down my life for my father? Will I say I will forsake a Twinkie so that I can see whoever it is, fill in the blank, come out of bondage? Am I willing to do that? Because standing in the gap is not just, it's not a childhood game. We have to say enough is enough. Will I lay down my life for this city? There are missionaries all over this world who are laying down their lives, who are contending, and they're putting, they're putting it down. That's not happening here yet. But will I feel that breach in the wall. And even when we, when we talk about that, when we stand in the gap, we literally get in between the devil and whatever he's attempting to declare illegitimate. He's a counterfeit. And, 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 to, and to really press in and say, just like the Israelites, with a trial in one hand, and a sword in the other because they couldn't afford an army. Israel didn't have an army. 
So day and night, they stood in the gap. One would work while the other one would stand on the wall to watch. When we talk about watching and praying, they were on the high wall watching, looking out for the enemy, for the Midianites, while the others were on the low, but on the low part of the wall. We have to build a wall. That's the other part of it. It's called a hedge. You hear about praying a hedge of protection. That's a wall of protection. It's not a bush. You know, that's not what they mean, like a fern (laughs) or whatever, you know, I don't know, shrubs. But it's a hedge. It's a wall. Will Will you stand on the wall? And Brother Amina is going to talk about this week, about this 24 hours of prayer and what, this, and what that means. Because this is serious business, folks. There's a passion here There's, there, you know, that, we, that we see when we, um, we look at you and when we talk to you about the excitement about what God is doing in this city. And everyone's talking about revival, revival, revival. Yeah, we want it. But what are we willing to do? To get it. And will we say, you know what, Father? If it doesn't come through this house, as long as it comes, as long as it comes, and that we can be lined up with that. So we are called to stand up the gap to make a hedge. So we need prayer warriors that are committed to get back up on the walls. Because that's what that is. And in the New Testament, there are four watches. And, those, and, and if you notice, uh, let's go back to Genesis. When it talks about, the, when, when the word talks about the creation of day and night, it's not how we see it. We see day as the beginning of the day and night as, you know, the day is gone. But in Hebrew, the day was the beginning of the evening. The evening started the day. So when you, when you talk about um, Shabbat, which is the meal that they have on Friday, it starts at sundown. That's the beginning of the day. And when, so that starts at like 6 o'clock in the evening. And so it goes from 6 to 9, 9 to 12, 12 to 3, 3 to sunrise, the sun three, from three to sunrise is the fourth watch. That's when Jesus walked on water in the fourth watch. And it's hard. Those are, those are the hard. And from 12 to 3, you know, in, 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 the, um, in, in the secular world or, well, it's not even that. They call it the witching hour. You know, where it's just like your mama always warned you, nothing good happens out in the street after 12 is true. (laughs) From 12 to 3, who's willing to be there, to be on, on God? They didn't even change their clothes because of what they were doing. They were looking out for the enemy, and they had to be ready for battle at the same time. And so when we talk about the wiles, when we talk about when, um, when Pastor Chris was talking out of Ephesians 6, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Wiles. 
What does that mean? Anybody? Tricks? Deceit? Exactly. So that comes out of Numbers. Numbers 25, 18. When, um, well, Numbers 25, when they were talking about the incident at Peor. And during that time, um, there, the, what the Israelites did was a form of idolatry. Not a form, they did. They, they, it was idolatry. And it was Baal Peor who they worshipped. And they committed all kinds of sin. The, the, the Israelites men would take the, um, the women of that area and bring them into the camp. And what ended up happening was there was a plague that caused the death of 24,000 Israelites who would never see the promised land, let alone get into heaven. Because of their sin, it was treacherous. So it was about worship and idolatry. And so when, so when, when we look at that word, it does mean treachery, conspiracy, beguilement, subtle, deceit, trickery. The spirit that came on the forms of idols tricked the people of God into idolatry. And most idolatry is rooted in fetishism. Uh, fetish, fetishism. Thank you. And so that's when a demon spirit would attach itself to an object. See, I'm getting real. Can I get real with you guys? It's, you know, is that okay? Okay. <laughs> so that you know what you're... So that you know what you're getting into and what this is about. And so that you can have a proper understanding that, it, you know, that, that what you're believing and what you're contending for. And so to be subject to the wiles of the enemy is to be deceived. Few people willingly worship the devil. That's why he uses all those schemes, treachery, conspiracy, subtleness. And that's where you fall into sin. And so in that, it says that you will be aware of the wiles of the devil. But the beautiful part about, about that, and I heard Aubrey has said it's a promise. Before that, before he says to put on the full armor of God, that you may take your stand against the devil's schemes, against his wiles. What God says is finally be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. We serve a mighty God. That he lets us, he, he, that, that as Pastor Chris says, he allows us to partner with him. So we're not put off by anything that the enemy does because you know what? Boop, we got your number. So when, with that, and as you're thinking about it and as you're praying about it and as you're looking at the handouts that we have for you about what does it mean to fast? What does it mean to intercede? What do those things mean? These are the things that you're believing for. You have to understand that, that what we're doing is we are standing in the gap. And we're saying, not on our watch. God is moving. He's setting things in order. He's setting his watchmen in order. He's setting his gates in order because they're gatekeepers too. And, you know, and through this, and when we, when we go into Wednesday night intercession, it's learning, but we're going to hit it hard too. And, and, if, and if you're new to it all, that's okay too. 
The prayers of a righteous man availeth much. The fervent, the fervent prayers of a righteous man or woman availeth much. And so this is what, this is what we're doing here in this body. So please pray about where you're going to stand in the gap. So write out, go on the line or in the back and fill in where it is. And if you're going to be on the four watches of the night, please let us know and gladly send you more information on that and what what that means and what that looks like. And even with scripture to help support you through that time of your prayer. You've been listening to The Now Principle with Pastor Chris Gleason, the radio ministry of Revolution Church, where we are committed to being grounded in His Word and empowered by His Spirit. We invite you to visit us on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. We meet at Leslie University's Brattle Campus in the Washburn Lounge, located at 10 Phillips Place, Cambridge, Mass. If you would like prayer or more information, call 617-441-0777 or visit hearlistenobey.com. This is a listener-supported program, and if you would like to partner with us, we invite you to go to hearlistenobey.com as we stand for God's Word and God's Spirit in Harvard Square. Hi, this is Pastor Chris from Revolution Church. Thank you for listening to The Now Principle. We would like to personally invite you to join us for Easter service at 10.30 a.m. We meet at 10 Phillips Place in the Washburn Lounge on Leslie University's Brattle Campus. Go to hearlistenobey.com for more information. We hope to see you soon.